Hey everyone, this is Caitlin Yeager with Missouri Humanities. Join us as we highlight the uniqueness of Missouri's small towns and showcase the bigger picture of what small town America really is by bringing you to communities across the state and listening to their stories of why they shouldn't be overlooked, overshadowed, or underappreciated. We're not a flyover state. We're the heart of America. From somewhere in the show me state, this is Small Town Showcase. Welcome back. This episode of the Small Town Showcase podcast kicks off our 2023 Featured Five Communities. This year's features were all nominated and then voted on by thousands of people last year. The town we're featuring in this episode is the smallest of the bunch, and actually our smallest town to date, with a population of just under 700 people. We are in Norburn, Missouri, in the northwest portion of the state, in Carroll County. This community is such a wonderful representation of all that rural living encompasses. But it's clear that above all, agriculture is what makes this town tick. It seems to all connect back to it. The town is surrounded by large production farms. The banks in town, which provide a lot of sponsorships for events and charities, are kept in business by the farmers. And many farmers hold leadership positions or committee positions in town. And it all culminates toward the end of the summer during the annual Soybean Festival, which brings the community together to celebrate that which sustains them. It's also a perfect embodiment of their past, present, and future. In the agriculture community, this town is well known, and Norburn considers agriculture to be a big part of their legacy. After all, they are the self-proclaimed soybean capital of the world. Joining us for this conversation is Jake DeMint, mayor of Norburn, and Kyle Durham, a local farmer, business owner, and member of the annual Soybean Festival Committee. They are both deeply involved in multiple facets of the town and are real champions for any Norburn cause. After spending time with them through hours of town touring and interviewing for Norburn's video coming out later this year, I was confident that Jake and Kyle were the right choice to sit down and talk about all things Norburn. Thanks for being here, fellas. Thanks for having us, Kate. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the soybean capital of the world. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> um, so I'd love it if you guys could each start off by um, telling us about your affiliations with the community. Um, Jake, we'll start with you. Obviously, being the mayor, that comes with a lot of responsibility. Um, you know, being in such a small community, I think people might think that it's it's not a huge responsibility. You don't have a lot to look after, but I, I think it's quite the opposite. It, I think it maybe comes with a little bit more pressure. Um, so talk about what inspired you to take on this leadership role and and how it's been. Absolutely. I, I you know, I, I love being the mayor. Um, and four years ago, I was approached about running for city council. Um, and I did that and thoroughly enjoyed that and at the time Natalie Ferguson was the mayor um, that was for a, a two-year stint and I put my heart and soul into the community um, into the city and it's it's basically ran like a business so I put my heart and soul into it like I said and um, then when Natalie's term was up she thought I was more dedicated and passionate um, and deserved it more um, the title of mayor if you 
if you want to give it a title. Um, so I ran, um, got elected, and I continued to put my heart and soul into the into the business per se. Um, and I'm up for re-election and I hope to be re-elected and continue doing it. What inspires you each day to want to continue doing this job, you know, to run for re-election? Um, you know, what keeps you going? Um, the citizens, really. Um, you know, you when you stop and think about it, I, from the day to day, I don't really think about all the things I've brought to the table and the different um, things I've done for Norburn. Um, but whenever you get out and you talk to the community, they all have one thing to say and they are proud of the, the things I've done for the town. Um, so when you stop and think about it, I've done a lot um, and I'm proud to continue doing it. Um, you know, I've lived here my entire life. Um, I didn't go away for college and come back like a lot of people. I've been here since day one um, and I don't really see myself going anywhere. Talk about some of the things that um, have been your priorities as mayor. You know, you talk about how um, you feel like something that people say when they talk about your leadership is that you they do feel like that you've done a lot for this community. What, what have been some of your priorities? Uh, my number one was cleaning up the town. Um, you, you know, you have people with junk on their front porch or something and abandoned cars. Um, I don't like to see that. I'm a very OCD person. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has a place. So that was my number one. Um, and I, utilizing the court system, which isn't necessarily always the favorable thing to do. Um, we've been able to get a lot cleaned up. Um, we've gotten six or seven houses demolished in the last two years, um, some very dilapidated properties. And that is with the help of the Northern Housing Revitalization Committee and Goppert Financial and Home Savings and Loan. Um, but that was my number one priority. Um, we had some people with delinquent taxes, and that was kind of whenever I was first elected as an alderman. Um, we got that squared away, got people to start paying their taxes, and we were able to actually get the county to start collecting those. And it might be a fun fact for those listening that you don't really stop and think about it, but whenever you go to pay your your taxes on your vehicle, they ask for your county sales tax. They don't really care about the city. So a lot of that was overlooked. So people didn't pay their city sales tax or their city taxes because they didn't necessarily have to to get their vehicle licensed. So with having the county collect them, you have to pay it all at once, county and city all together to get your vehicle license. So that has helped out a lot. Why were those um, priorities for you? What was it about um, cleaning up some of the dilapidated properties and, and um, getting citizens to, to pay the taxes and, and kind of some of these, I feel like what people might think of as housekeeping. You have to start at the bottom and get it cleaned, basically. Mm -hmm. So when you remodel a house, you don't start from the inside and go out, you start with the roof. So. I think that's very similar in the in the things that I've done. Um, you know, the city can't move forward without funding, and the majority of our funding is from taxes. So we need people to pay their taxes in order to continue to grow and flourish. Um, and then the the housekeeping, the getting people to clean up their properties. So the housing revitalization committee is a great committee that's building new houses here in town. Um, 
but who's going to buy them if it's next to a junky property? Mm-hmm. So being able to get people to clean up their, their lots, um, getting rid of the abandoned cars, it brings in new people. And um, something we've seen since the pandemic, really, um, we have people moving here from all over America. We have people from Colorado. Um, we had someone move in from California, I believe. Um, and then here just recently, someone that moved in from out of state, their parents have just moved in to follow them, kind of. So Kyle, what about you? Um, you wear many hats. <laughs> so something <laughs> that you know, you've talked about before is um, you know, you're, you're a farmer, you're a small business owner, and you, of course, um, serve on the, the Soybean Festival Committee. Um, Tell us about all that. Well, you just gave, kind of gave us a rundown of yeah. the when I don't know what else to add. <laughs> no, I, uh, I grew up here in Norburn, a uh, proud graduate of Norburn High School, home of the Pirates. <laughs> um, and, and as we had kind of discussed before we started recording here, uh, when I graduated in, in the late 90s, um, coming back and, and farming full time was not necessarily something that was on my mind. Uh, I knew from my time in FFA that agriculture was a passion of mine and had always kind of planned to be involved in that in some way. Uh, went off to school at MU and, and studied journalism, uh, kind of focusing on print and PR type uh, media. Um, and then was just kind of in between jobs uh, one fall when dad was needing some extra help around the farm during harvest. Uh, came back came back and and the bug bit i guess and you know that's been almost 20 years ago now that uh, that i've been back farming full-time with him then uh, in uh, february of 2020 right before the world stopped spinning uh, i decided that uh, i had a, a little bit of extra time in the winters and some summers and thought that i might uh, want to expand what was a hobby in woodworking uh, into a small business. Uh, The opportunity had come around that there was a building in town for sale uh, so I could move all of my tools and everything out of my garage and and have a dedicated place for that. And uh, for the last three years now have been operating the Slabratory. (laughs) I love the name. (laughs) Um, So so let's dig into the Soybean Festival a little bit. it's it's renowned you know it's been around for for decades and as you said this is the soybean capital of the world (laughs) um so this is an event that's been a staple like we said in this community for decades um it draws people from all around and kyle you're on the steering committee for this and we're really excited to come back later this summer and experience it for ourselves and really try and capture the spirit of norburn as it comes through this festival um but for now, tell us a little bit more about this event. Why was it started all, all those years ago? And what has made it such that it's still something that is important to have here every year, especially for such a small community? Yeah, well, I'll start off with the pitch to invite all your listeners. <laughs> Absolutely. August 3rd, pitch 4th, away. and 5th, 2023, uh, we'll be hosting the Norburn Soybean Festival in beautiful downtown Norburn, Missouri, the soybean capital of the world. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we do have a we have a good time with it. Uh, you know, if you can catch us on our Facebook page, we've run a lot of live videos, live streams, and that sort of stuff. Where where we just really try to make the entire community and everybody that follows us there part of what's going on. Um, 
you know, the festival itself began in 1982. So we're, though we're over 40 years into it, we've not reached a 40th festival yet. We had a couple of years where floods prevented us from having, and then obviously in 2020, we didn't have one either. Um, it was started at the time by, by a group of citizens here in town affiliated with the Lions Club, uh, which is probably one of the largest civic organizations in town. Uh, and it was, the goal was and still is to provide um, quality, family-friendly entertainment and education to folks of all ages, while at the same time celebrating the area's number one industry, which is agriculture. What I love that it does is that it really does combine the spirit of the community with, like you said, the number one you know, backbone part of this town, which is agriculture. And then, you know, this volunteer spirit, this, this spirit of helping out because um, someone mentioned a lot of people only see the three days of the festival, you know, what goes on those three days, but then just days after that festival ends, you're planning for the next one. Um, so can you guys talk a little bit about what it is to, to put on this festival? How much community involvement is there? Um, how do the local businesses get involved? So when I first moved back to the area uh, through some other uh, engagements with other clubs here in town, uh, that was when I first kind of became part of the festival planning process. Uh, like I said, this would have been almost 20 years ago. And I, I remember in those days, we would sit here in this very building at the table we're at, and if we had six people there, that was a good meeting. Now uh, we meet over across the street in, in a larger facility, uh, the community center over there. And if we have twice that many people, that's a small meeting. Um, and a lot of the impetus for that change circled around our sesquicentennial celebration or our 150th birthday that we had about five years ago. So that was an excellent opportunity and, and one that Fortunately, we were able to harness uh, to garner some extra excitement in the area about having a milestone like that coming up to bring uh, more people on board to help out with various events. And uh, fortunately, a lot of those, those folks still are very active in planning for the festival now. I really like... Um what we were talking about earlier about the interconnectedness of this community, um, that it's almost like if one facet didn't exist, the town couldn't survive. You know, how the agriculture provides the jobs, but then the banks provide agriculture with the means to survive. And then places like the banks and the local businesses provide for the community. Um, you know, either Jake or Kyle, um, can you talk a little bit about why that's important for a community like Norburn and how do you guys see that played out in your day to day, kind of this interconnectedness? What you see in, in a small community like Norburn is not unlike what you find anywhere else. You know, that, that interconnectivity is present even in cities multiple times our size, but you don't always see those direct connections. You know, you mentioned banks and large industry. And 
And those obviously work to the benefit of one another so that all ships rise. Um, but do you necessarily know the name of the guy behind the desk that makes that decision? You know, do you know the name of the lady at the FSA office that calls you when there's something that needs to be brought to your attention, even though she doesn't have to? And so I think it, uh, it really boils down to, to a personal connection. And obviously, you know, the, the stereotypes are, are somewhat true that everybody's kind of related to everybody in the area. <laughs> but um, it's more than that. It's, it's watching out for each other's backs truly uh, wanting what's best for your neighbor. Um, I think it's just a, a humility among the people around here that uh, has really benefited and served the community well. So one of the goals of um, Small Town Showcase is to really show this seemingly underrepresented piece of Missouri. Um, what I think is so interesting is that Missouri is a largely rural state. If you look at the majority of the land in Missouri, it's it's mostly rural. Um, it's kind of, you know, people think of St. Louis and Kansas City and then there's everything in between. Um, it gets lumped together. And I think with Small Town Showcase, our goal is to show that, no, it's not all lumped together. There are these unique and thriving and um, important communities all throughout the state. Um, and just because they're not you know, constantly making headlines or, you know, have major populations or huge employers or, you know, massive industry, it doesn't mean they're not important. Um, and I think what's interesting about Norburn is you guys really are an example of, you know, agriculture being not just the backbone of Norburn, not just the backbone of Missouri industry and economics, but agriculture is the backbone of the world. You know, it, it feeds everybody in some way or another. It, it, it provides so much. And it almost seems like Norburn is this kind of this snippet, you know, like seeing how important agriculture is here and how it's celebrated is something that I think should carry over to other communities into bigger cities and have that be celebrated. Um, so talking about, you know, and also I think it's, it's worth mentioning that sitting here in Norburn, you guys are kind of our first 2023 community that we're seeing and this first um, piece of the the part of small town showcase where people nominated their community they voted for their community and with a town as small as Norburn for you guys to, to beat out you know much bigger communities really shows you know how you guys feel about showing off what you've got and I think that's wonderful um, but I think talking about you know from a more a broad standpoint, how would you like to see rural Missouri, rural America, better represented? What do you guys want people to know about living, working, representing a rural community? It's not all fun, per se. Um, yes, you have to maybe drive a couple hours to get to a bigger city. You know, we're an hour from Kansas City, um, but I wouldn't change where I live for anything. Um, out here you can drive for, like Mike said this morning, miles without seeing a vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, you get to know your neighbor. Um, they say everyone knows your business, but at the end of the day that they have your back. So that's 
kind of a good thing that everyone knows your business. If, if you're gone for an hour, your neighbor most likely knows it <laughs> and most likely knows that that yellow vehicle shouldn't be in your driveway. So <laughs> yep. they're going to let you know. Um, and, and what I've heard from people moving to Norburn here just recently is, and they, and they've came from bigger towns is they feel more welcome. Um, they've never felt more welcome than, um, when they lived in their bigger city, um, they're able to get more involved. Um, whether you want to be on city council, school board, or or a garden club, um, it's easier to do out here. I think um, touring Kansas City, you're probably going up against you know big time lawyers and bankers if you actually want to be on city council. Here, you can work at the local Casey's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the 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 biggest misunderstandings in in rural America and in rural Missouri is this idea that opportunity awaits you in the big city you know and and I I will admit that I you know kind of fell into that mind trap too as a as a young man in coming out of high school and going to college that you know dusty old Norburn was uh, you know relegated to history books, you know, and, but, uh, once I, I've had an opportunity to, to kind of be back and, and to see, you know, really this renaissance that it's kind of enjoying right now. Um, and, and what it's, what it's done under folks like Jake's leadership, uh, in, in reviving that civic pride, you know, there's so much opportunity uh, for expansion of all kinds here, um, you know, not just um, if you want to start a business of some kind, certainly there are, there are ample opportunities because as Jake mentioned, you know, something that, that you might have to drive 30 minutes to go get, you know, obviously we could support that here in this town. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just ask your listeners, you know, to consider that uh, I, I would posit there's more opportunity available uh, living in in a rural area uh, just because oftentimes uh, cost of living is reduced uh, the, the cost of properties are are reduced as compared to you know our larger metropolitan areas and uh, yeah I think there's a there's a willingness and an eagerness even uh, on on residents across rural America to to welcome and to support those small businesses that do decide to invest in a local community. What do you think Norburn values? You know, when you're looking at the people here, the businesses, the events, what is important to this community and its residents and how does Norburn work to uphold those values? I think one of the things the community really values very highly has always been its school system. Um, you know, it, it becomes increasingly difficult year after year as, as enrollment numbers go down uh, to justify continuing to have your own school versus maybe consolidating or, or sharing resources with another district. Uh, but this community and the other communities around us have shown time and time again that there's, there's a certain identity that's wrapped up in a in a school district too that it's not just it's just not the the dollars and cents and the numbers 
that go into a decision like that, but really a community's identity can be can be made or or broken mm -hmm. by a school. And so this community throughout the years has always been supportive when uh, when the school district needed some sort of an adjustment in their tax levy. Um, and so that's certainly a, a source of pride, I think, in town. Well, I think it becomes evident too that that sense of pride and and what you value when you're putting on an event like the Soybean Festival. Mm -hmm. I feel like it all kind of culminates in this this yearly event that just really is about celebration and and community togetherness and and that spirit of being willing to help your neighbor. Um, is, do you think that's true? I think so, and I think it boils down a lot to family as well. You know, I mentioned jokingly that we're all kind of related anyway, but. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, when, uh, when you share something, you know, as, as intimate as, as just even your childhood with a core group of people, and you all have those same experiences through life that you carry in your memory, no matter where the world takes you afterwards, you know, whether you, whether you stay close to home the, the, your entire life or whether you globetrot around the world, you know, you still had Nina Thomas as your fifth grade teacher <laughs> and you and 15 kids, 15 people in the entire world share that, mm -hmm. right? And not just you, but every class from, you know, 20 years before you to 10 years after you also had Nina Thomas for fifth grade, you know? And so... You, you build those shared experiences and those, share, those shared life experiences. And so that's really what, what we try to continue to, to encapsulate and, and to promote with the Soybean Festival is that, you know, no matter where you may have traveled, no matter where you may have roamed, like this is always home. You're always welcome here. Come back anytime. Stay for as long as you like. <laughs> Jake, do you, do you feel that way? You know, you've mentioned that in, in that something that sets you apart from some people in this town is that you never left. You, you This is where you've spent your life. And, and I think what Kyle says, it's, it's funny, but it's true. The whole, you know, there's people that you've spent your whole life with in this town. Um, how, how does that feel as somebody who's really been a lifelong resident and, and dedicated so much, you know, spending your life with the same people and... Right. And, and you know, I, I laughed because Kyle mentioned Nina Thomas. There's a little bit of age difference between Kyle and I. So I didn't have her as a full-time teacher, but she did come back and sub. So I, I you know, it's, it, he's exactly right. Um, for years, people have the same teacher. Um, and, and growing up here, you know, I grew up right down the road from fortunately my best friend, which, you know, for Norburn, could be three or four blocks, but <laughs> for me, it was just one block away. And from, you know, kindergarten, even to present day, he and I are still very good friends. And I was fortunate enough to be informally adopted into his family. Uh, he grew up with six sisters. Mm -hmm. So I was the only brother he had. Um, and to be informally adopted into, into a family is pretty special. Um, and that's what small town living is all about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you go up into Kansas City and you m don't get to just walk down the road to your best friend's house. Mm -hmm. That's great. I, I think it's just, it's, it emulates that, you know, maybe cliche, but some things are cliche for a reason that like, you know, mm -hmm. you're one big family. And, and I think I love what you said about 
everybody knows your business, but sometimes that's a good thing. You know, someone said something really similar. Um, I think it was, I think it was like our first pilot community for Small Town Showcase. Someone says, you know, oh, people make fun of small towns because everyone's in your business, but when you have a need, it's the best thing to have, is to have people know your business because that means that they know how to help and they know when to help um, and really are connected in that way. You're exactly right. You know, I was born in the 90s and a year after I was born, there was the 93 flood. I don't remember that, but here in 2011 and um, 2018, 19. 19, I believe was the most present and um, everyone may know your business, but everyone also knows you need help. So everyone came together for sandbagging efforts um, and that's what really small towns are all about. Everyone will quickly gather for your help. Um, I remember in 2009, a windstorm came through and some say it's a tornado, some say it was a windstorm, but it really devastated the town. Um, but everyone came together to help out their neighbor, pick up trees or pick up their shingles off the roof or whatever. But. Kyle, I wanna give you some time um, because this podcast will come out before Norburn's video because we wanna capture the Soybean Festival for the video. But I wanna give you the opportunity to promote the, the Soybean Festival a little bit. Um, well, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but um, it's a two and a half day festival. Um, and repeat the dates for us. Yeah, it's August 3rd through the 5th, 2023. It's a, a Thursday evening through Saturday night. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about what people can expect from the Soybean Festival this year. So our festival will kick off on Thursday evening. Uh, we'll have a live band in uh, what we call the Soybean Patch. It's our, our beer garden and cook shack area. Uh, folks will come in and, and that really kind of warms everybody up and kind of sets the tone for the festival moving forward. That evening, uh, we kind of term locals night, but certainly anyone uh, is more than welcome to join us. We'll have our opening ceremonies, at, what at which time we generally try to recognize a member of the community for their outstanding service to the community. Uh, we've started awarding a community ambassador award. Um, we also go ahead and crown King Soybean. <laughs> Love it. Um, and and really just a, a an opportunity for for those of us who are are kind of here day in and day out to come together as friends and neighbors and enjoy some fellowship together with one another before we really start to bring in all of our distant cousins and our friends from from other communities on those later days. Friday really centers around uh, focusing on kids, kids games, uh, our Ag in the Classroom programs. University of Missouri Extension always has a really great exhibit in our community center building, um, which is just full of exhibits from, uh, you know, the garden club to the to the quilters, to you know, any anyone that any community organization that would like a space in that building is afforded that uh, to kind of showcase what it is they do. Um, as we go on through Friday, obviously, you know, the the cook shack and the open air market are are huge attractions. Uh, we have bands throughout the weekend, Friday, Saturday. Um, and then Saturday is really when we kind of expect some of our largest crowds. That's when we run a lot of our uh, our, our bigger competitions, you know, traditional things like pie eating or uh, 
hay bale toss, or uh, although in recent years it's been a sandbag toss, we did make that change. <laughs> uh, Saturday also brings with it a parade. You know, what's a festival without a parade? And uh, I, I think this year we continue to add uh, new attractions and build on the ones that, that we get positive feedback from. So one of the, the strange things about COVID is that it just wrecked the carnival industry. And for so many years, uh, a carnival was one of two things that a festival needed in order to survive. You had to have a carnival and you had to have a beer garden, just of whatever size. And so um, we, uh, we as a committee have, have spent numerous hours <laughs> trying to find a carnival, A, that will service a community the size of ours and B that uh, is still in business and C that we'll do it at a reasonable cost and those are just few and far between mm -hmm. and so um, fortunately because of the support that the community has shown us uh, not just in goodwill but in greenbacks and cold hard cash in their in their contributions to the festival uh, we've been able to replace a traditional carnival with a lot of inflatables and a lot of the, the carnival type attractions that we can actually hire in uh, for less cost than, than getting a, a quote unquote carnival in. And we can actually make that available at no cost to the families that come out and, and enjoy time here in Norburn. That's great. So if people want to, cause it's only, I mean, right now it's March, you know, so if people want to stay tuned or, or hear updates and, and make sure that they're getting the most updated information, what should people do? Yeah, they can find us at the Norburn Soybean Festival on Facebook. That's, uh, that's our kind of our go-to media. Uh, we don't, uh, frankly, we don't have time to maintain a website sure, for yeah. it, but, but everybody's on Facebook, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> But uh, that's that's the best way to get hold of us. Uh, you'll you'll find us when uh, when you find our logo of soybean capital of the world there. Bright on yellow the front logo, page. right? That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, I certainly invite your listeners to to at least follow along with us. Uh, get a chuckle or two maybe out of that loud mouth that does the live videos on Fridays, <laughs> and uh, certainly give us a chance to to show us your our hospitality down here in Norburn. I don't think that you'll be disappointed by any means. Mm -hmm. So kind of as we wrap up the conversation, I'd like each of you to tell us um, what makes you proud to be from here, to call Norburn home and to work each day for and with this town. So I'll, I'll go ahead and start here, Kyle. Um, I'm proud to call Norburn home because first off it's where i've lived my entire life um and this past year i actually did think about moving not only out of town but out of state um and one of the things that i didn't want to do was leave the community leave the people um you you can go everywhere and normally somebody knows someone from norburn um, so the, the small town togetherness, um, how one person may be on every organization in this town, but um, they're willing to help, 
um, the like I said, the businesses are very supportive, and it's just the togetherness. Yeah, I you know as we continue to kind of circle the conversation around agriculture and stuff, it's you know you don't put down deep roots in concrete. You know, you put them down in, in good fertile soil. And and this community has been that fertile soil. It's been it's been what's shaped and formed my formative years. Uh, it's what's currently shaping and forming my son's formative years. Um, and and it's a it's a group of people with uh, like we mentioned a, a shared. Uh, sometimes ancestry, but certainly a shared heritage, um, shared life experiences. Well, thank you both so much for, for inviting us here, for really rallying this town to be one of our, our featured five for Small Town Showcase. And, um, you know, we're really excited to, to see what comes from this community and excited to come back for the festival in, in the summer. And um, I really hope that it's a great year for you all. And um, we appreciate your insights and, and all the, the wonderful things you've told us about your town. Thanks so much. Well, thank you, Caitlin. Thank you. Yeah, we, we really appreciate the, the work you do for small towns. Um, and I've really enjoyed your all's um, podcast on the other small towns that you've done. Thank you, Kyle and Jake, for the conversation and to the rest of the Norburn community for welcoming us and showing us their passion and dedication. Small Town Showcase is a production of Missouri Humanities. Special thanks to our production manager, Michael Saldivar, and thank you to our members and supporters for making this initiative possible. To learn more about us, visit mohumanities.org or follow us on social media at mohumanities. I'm Caitlin Yeager. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Small Town Showcase. We'll be back again soon with more of the Show Me State.